with a compelling perspective on global politics. This is The Patrick Henningsen Show on TNT Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to this live broadcast. I'm Patrick Henningsen, your host. This is TNT, today's news talk. You're listening and watching us live and direct over these two hours. Appreciate you guys, and a big thank you uh, to our previous guest, Freddie Ponton. A couple of hard-hitting stories, and of course, we appreciate him weighing in on the Julian Assange case, as well as the disturbing situation that's building up right now uh, in Rafah, uh, just in the south part of the Gaza Strip. We'll get more details on that uh, with human rights lawyer Mohammed Akunji uh, in just a few minutes this hour. However, I want to go right on the breaking news with the Julian Assange appeal. Very pleased to welcome onto the program Trevor Fitzgibbons. Uh, he is a public relations and media consultant. He's also done work with WikiLeaks, among others. Trevor's joining us on the line right now from the United States. Trevor, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's great, Treasurer. I know you're really busy trying to basically keep up to the minute on this. Uh, you're very active uh, on this uh, subject and organizing media interviews and so forth. So I'm very pleased that you could join us uh, for for these uh, precious moments that we have. Uh, Trevor, just give us an update right now on where this stands, uh, the appeal process. Uh, is it moments, hours? Uh, will we hear something tomorrow? Uh, what's your understanding of the situation? Completely unclear. Nobody knows. Um, it could be hours, days, weeks, months uh, before we get a decision. Um, but what we do know is that the the, the prosecution has concluded uh, their their case. Uh, we were able to rebut, and the judge had. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I want to say I'm getting this uh, due to some incredible reporting. Um, inside the courtroom by a good friend of mine, Taylor Hudak, who is a journalist um, at, uh, based in Germany, and, and she's incredible. And um, from what I understand, uh, the, the judge wanted clarity on this, this fundamental question as to whether or not if Assange is extradited and will be tried in the U.S. under the Espionage Act, whether or not he will be afforded First Amendment protections. Um, and they've made it clear that, that no, he will not be afforded First Amendment protections. Mike Pompeo made that clear earlier, uh, and it was made clear again today. Um, and, and what that means also, if he is extradited, and, and it's one, it's interesting, one of the key reasons why Edward Snowden you know, always thought that that coming back and being tried under the Espionage Act was was a crock is um, the simple fact that you're not allowed to put forward a public defense. In other words, in the court of public opinion, the public will never know what your defense is because they're not allowed to see it or hear it. Um, and that would be the case as well with Assange. So it uh, it's an absolute farce. I mean, the idea that the United States, uh, which which uh, claims to be the moral authority and the the St. George of all nations when it comes to spreading democracy around the world, um, if this prosecution unfolds the way it looks like it's going to, and and the U.S. is allowed to prosecute a foreign journalist under the an American law, the Espionage Act, uh, and not give that 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 journalist uh any type of uh protections um i think that the us i think this will go down in history as the defining moment 
when the U.S. justice system around the world will be called out and will be exposed for being the sham that it, it, it truly is. We're right back to the arguments that people were making uh, for years on this. John Kiriakou uh, and many others uh, who have actually uh, gone under the hammer on some of these similar types of cases in the Eastern District of Virginia, the National Security Court. That's what they say. He's not going to get a fair trial in the U.S., Trevor. Let's just say he is extradited, Trevor, though. Um, if this goes uh, to appeal, I mean, it could end up in the Supreme Court. That would take years. But still, uh, do, what do you think Julian's chances are based on people you spoke to on this if it actually went the distance in the appeal process? That said, for, uh, Trevor, we know that that could take, you know, five, six, seven years. I'm really uh, in, concerned with his health. I'm really yeah. concerned that he's going to die. That's what my fundamental concern is. And I believe that's what the intention has been by the Biden administration from the very beginning when it comes to prosecuting this. Uh, or, or where they picked up from the Trump administration. Um, I think we're dealing with an administration, and, and I would implore any of my friends, you know, I, I worked for the Obama campaign in 2008 with a lot of these folks, but any of my friends that are in the, the Biden White House, for the love of God, please, this, this, you don't, they, you do not want to, to go down in history as the administration that prosecuted a journalist and had literally who will have died for exposing and publishing factual documents. It is incredible to me that that's where we're at right now. So I would implore the Biden administration, pardon Julian Assange, drop the charges, let this man go home, let him go back, be with Stella, be with his children, You've got to pardon him. Uh, otherwise, this administration and the United States, I think for history, for the future, will go down as as a laughing stock, and we will lose any credibility we ever have ever had internationally. The idea that we'd go into Ukraine or we'd go into any other foreign country and pledge to be the arbiters or or the spreaders of democracy, and that we're standing up for the little guy is 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 it, it will be exposed as a complete farce. And you brought up that, of course, key point, Trevor, that this is about attrition as well. And the attrition in this case is the health of Julian Assange. He doesn't have an unlimited uh, time window in order to resolve this. His health is in such poor condition. Craig Murray uh, intimated uh, yesterday that he wasn't able to attend physically in court right. because of his physical condition. So this is not uh, uh, anything that uh, should be taken lightly. Uh, but I'm going to ask this, and it's quite a dark question Trevor, but I'm sure you've thought about it, as as have many others looking at this case. Uh, how convenient would it be for the U.S. and Britain, who have kept him in a Category A facility, unconvicted now, plus, you know, the arbitrary detention at the embassy and so forth, uh, which Nils Melzer and others have documented so thoroughly. How convenient would it be for the transatlantic partnership of the U.S. and the U.K. if Julian Assange did die in custody? Uh, this certainly would... Uh, absolve them of a lot of problems. I, I'm sorry to bring this up, but this is where we're at on this conversation. Trevor, any thoughts? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And and understand, I, I'm here located in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So I'm I, I'm not uh, up in D.C. or New York, where where uh, a lot of those those conversations are taking place. But 
Uh, I think that would be very convenient for them. You know, I when I represented uh, Chelsea Manning, I would go, and this was back in 2011 when I first started representing WikiLeaks and, and Manning. I would uh, I would drive down to Quantico uh, in in the military uh, prison in 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 Northern Virginia and meet with Chelsea Manning, who would come out in chains with two Marines. And Chelsea was, was being kept in, I, I believe, an eight by 12 foot uh, cell and being forced to strip naked every night and, and in, in front of all the other inmates. And so the U.S. government, when it comes to uh, inhumane treatment, when it, everything that we project, that we say that we are opposed to, we do ourselves here in the United States. And I can't, I mean, that was Manning. I can't imagine what they would do with Julian Assange to make it that much worse for him and, and the chances of him not surviving that much higher, that much greater. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the problems is in the United States is uh, the information operations have been so powerful in this country and 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 the the uh, the, the coordination and cooperation of, of the major media as well as big tech in regards to deplatforming people and 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 driving a narrative and a false narrative when it comes to WikiLeaks and when it comes to Assange it's been so powerful that um, it's it's been incredibly difficult in this country to get the public up in arms the way the way you would expect them and 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 finally i just want to say and and you know a a lot of people seem to be concerned with optics right they 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 say that well the biden administration going into an election this is the last thing he wants is a big first amendment case and having to deal with it here's my point the biden administration does not care look what they've done to ukraine look what is happening in gaza they simply do not care about optics. They will do whatever they want to do. And so when it comes to whatever is the leverage with, with the Biden administration, I I have no idea. I, I have no idea how anyone is going to convince them to do the right thing. Um, but if you stay silent, if you stay seated and you don't raise hell, you, you have no one to blame but yourself. You got to raise your voice. And, 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 and make as much noise as possible. Contact your member of Congress. Urge them to demand the Biden administration drop the charges. Everybody in the United States, please, everything, whatever you can do, uh, please do it. I don't know how much time we have, but I do just want to touch on the fact that there's, a simulta- there's another case happening right now that may have implications, and that is in the Southern District of New York, where I'm, I'm representing um, uh, some of the U.S. American attorneys that um, and, and American journalists that are suing Mike Pompeo and the CIA for violating the Fourth Amendment protections because these folks went and met with Assange several times at the Ecuadorian embassy. And in doing so, it has now come out that not only were they surveilled audio and video, but it looks as though that the CIA, who had replaced by by hiring UC Global, the security firm, the actual staff at the Ecuadorian embassy, it looks as though when the attorneys would turn over their cell phones and their laptops to go in and meet with Julian, as we always did, that those staff were actually physically, there, there is evidence that they were physically taking out the SIM cards and the information from these phones and, and wiping them, downloading them, and it was all going straight back to the CIA, violation of the Fourth Amendment. 
and and the judge in New York has allowed this case to move forward. So we're going to be, you know, the 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 CIA is going to uh, we we believe they're going to claim state secrets privilege, um, but we think that the judge there's a strong chance he may deny that, and the judge may allow this case to move forward into discovery, if we win, and the CIA is convicted and charged. Uh, not charged, but found to have violated the Fourth Amendment rights of Julian's American attorneys. What the hell is the U.S. prosecution going to do? And how would any judge, the Supreme Court, how would any judge allow for the prosecution of a foreign journalist when it has been found that the that the government of the United States had been spying on the attorney-client privilege meetings that Assange was having with his attorneys? It is outrageous and is just another example of what a farce this is. And if it happens, what a farce the U.S. will look like around the world. And we will lose all credibility when it comes to legal issues or human rights. I'm glad you shared that with us, Trevor, because that is absolutely bearing on the legitimacy of the extradition treaty between the U.S. and Britain, uh, that political prisoners cannot be extradited to the United States. And if you do win, that's just proof positive that this is a political persecution, no doubt about it. Trevor, I want to thank you as well for doing all you do, working so hard to get the story out to people on so many different media platforms and to the public. It's absolutely invaluable at this crucial time. Hopefully we can continue. Yeah. Yeah. And and you and and thank God for you and thank God for TNT for all the work that you all do to expose the truth and 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 to get the facts out there for for the world. So my <laughs> praise to you and praise to TNT. Thank you. Let's keep this conversation going, and I want to get back to you later uh, in the week, perhaps, or next week, with updates on that case in the Southern District in New York. Absolutely crucial. Trevor Fitzgibbons, public relations and media consultant, thank you for joining us on TNT this week. Take care. Thank you. TNT, Today's News Talk. I'm Patrick Kennings, and signing out.